No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. What's goody? What's the business? How we feeling? Man, we're feeling good. You already know I'm in Florida catching some rays. We got a lot of NBA to talk about. NBA playing starts tonight. We have Frank Vogel got fired. Russ, uh, my guy Russ Westbrook has some comments on that. We're I'm, just, I'm literally just now seeing this as you're saying that. I didn't even yeah. see Russ. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that whole situation. I'm, I don't know if we're so much gonna talk about the Lakers, more as to like how they handled the Frank Vogel situation, and now these Russell Westbrook comments I think they're very interesting. We'll talk the postseason awards. Regular season is over, so the the MVP race, all that stuff should be locked up, right? That should be done. DPOI should be finished. Rookie of the year should be in the books. We'll talk about that stuff. Stay locked with us. A lot of NBA talk, man, because. Yeah, this week was the the MLB, you know, opening day. But come on, man. You know what you guys come to us for. We're talking NBA. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. Stay locked. Now look at Marcy. Really? Oh, so that's how you're going to play it. You're going to do this? Okay, fine. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to do that. And it, it became personal with me. Big Nick the Quick, what's good? Man, why are we feeling today, man? We're good. Yeah, we feeling great. Yeah, on, man, sun, feeling on a good. sunny Florida, man. Sean's songs coming uh, live from the rec room. Like, <laughs> if y'all can't tell, you yeah. know what I mean. It's a little yeah, uh, aerobics class going on behind him. You know what I mean. Yeah. Got to keep, got to keep it quiet today. Yeah, I'm at uh, my girl's grandmother's condo building, and yeah, it's all. I'm by far the youngest cat rolling around for sure. I think you know if it, if it's not somebody's granddaughter or grandson out here then it's 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 just a bunch of old people so but yeah man Shut up, florida buddy. it's sunny it's nice it's uh Absolutely. went to true lux last night had a little bro take a guess what's, what's, what's true lux i don't even know what that is oh uh, true like lux a, a is like a yeah it's like a it's like a seafood restaurant okay it's like a, it's like a chain it's like a mastro's but it's for seafood. Are they related to the, the Lux Cafe that used to be downtown, or not? Nah? Is that different? different no, Lux, that's Lux Bar. That's Lux still Bar. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lux Bar. Lux, still there. Lux Bar. Yeah. Let me ask you this: How much you think one king crab leg is, dog? So funny big, you mentioned this, man. Big boy. Listen. So real quick, I'll guess in a second. But I, I love crab, right? Like I love crab legs, whatever, whatever. Uh, a couple years ago, during the pandemic, when restaurants yeah. were shut down and shit. They were letting crab legs go at Costco. $200 for 10 pounds. Um, I went over there a week ago. A same 10 pounds is $380. So if I had to yeah. guess one king crab leg, and I'm assuming this is a nice establishment, like it's the real the real. This king is crab a leg. nice establishment, and this okay. is like the big, big king crab. You know what I'm saying? This is the big joint. $85. A hundred? And twenty eight dollars, yeah, bro. That's crazy, bro. That's how much crazy. you think? How much you think a jumbo crab claw was? Like the cold, the cold, oh, the crab cold claw. stone crab claw. Yeah, cold stone crab claw. G one, one jumbo, eighty bucks. Quote unquote jumbo, eighty bucks. No, no, not that bad. That wasn't okay, that. It was okay. forty. It was forty though. That's but crazy. I mean, 
bro, the the the, the jump that it was it wasn't very jumbo. This, like, like, come on, what do we talk? One about? leg for a buck twenty is wild. Was it good? I didn't. I didn't get uh-huh. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> You like, you got it. Not a chance. Well, listen, because you know, it's my the reason I'm down here is because of my girl spring break. She's a first sure. grade teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we down here on some chilling stuff and we went to dinner Monday night, just chilling. I thought about it, but you already know the deal. Like, I'm still gonna be very hungry after I'm gonna bang Absolutely. it like yeah. pretty quickly. And it's not I'm I just I've seen that movie. So, yeah, yeah. Sure. I was like, I'm not doing that, right? I will say this. I asked the dude on some like I tried to sound not as broke as possible when I'm like, so what? Why is this shit so expensive? Right. You know what I'm saying? I know and, the feeling, too, because like, I'm not trying to come off as broke. I'm actually asking like, yeah, like what's going on over here. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he he was basically like they're impossible. Like they're really hard to find. Yeah. Like, there's just not a lot of them. Yep. And as the numbers go down, the price goes up. Price it's a goes simple, up, simple concept. Yeah. He's like, You've been here long enough to know. Yeah. Yeah. And like their whole thing too is like fresh crab. Like, like they go and get the shit every day. So it's right. fresh. They scooped it this morning. Yeah. You're eating it at night type of thing. Right, and right. they're just, they're just hard to come across apparently. So I yeah. Feel like our, I feel like our new thing is we open up every show talking about how expensive uh, life is. It <laughs> is getting out of control out it here. It is. Uh, I, it it I, really I, is. I feel that. We're not even trying to be like that, but it, it's almost like, like I said last week, man, you can't leave the crib without doing calculations in your head of how much it's going to cost to step outside the house today. Yeah, it's uh, it's very real, one hundred percent. So yeah. uh, that's what you said. That. I told someone that uh, your Wagyu story the other day. Oh man, classic, like, <laughs> classic, classic story. Like a hundred fifty dollars steak, joining up being like six hundred dollars. Classic, classic story. <laughs> I'll tell y'all all 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 our loyal no catch up listeners. I'll tell y'all that one day. Um, but that's a that's a classic, classic that's, story. That's so, yep. um, but let's get into it, man. NBA play-ins tonight: Cavs, Nets, seven p.m. TNT. Currently, Brooklyn's minus eight and a half. That's the line. Wild. You know what? Take a guess at what the Nets were pre preseason to make the playoffs. Just like obviously, it's it's a big just number. To, but just to make the playoffs. To make oh, the playoffs. Minus 900? Minus 20,000. That's crazy. Nets were minus 20,000 to make the playoffs, and now they find themselves in a situation where <laughs> they have to win to get in. You think there was somebody that was sweating that somewhere? <laughs> I just thought it was just easy, yeah, yeah, easy yeah, rerun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone put up 20 that's, bands real that's quick why, for that's a why band. You don't, that's why you don't ever bet minus 20,000, because it'll yeah. never be worth whatever heartache you go through if that shit doesn't break your way. Especially with injuries, like mm-hmm. that's the big thing. You, mm-hmm. It's like even like a player prop. That's the thing about player props. You bet a guy on a prop, and he goes out sprains his ankle in the first quarter. You 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 burned up. It's oh, there, there's someone who put money on the Lakers to make the playoffs, thinking that was easy cash at whatever it oh. was, and it's the same same thing. So Par, never, parlayed it, parlayed yeah. it with something like put in yeah, a whole no bunch doubt. of parlays. Whole shit blown up. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy in the comments said, "Did you know the NBA is scripted, man? If you don't get out of here Come with this on, nonsense, who, bro. Come on, who is, who is this guy? The NFL is scripted. What else? He said the NFL and the NBA. What's next? Yeah. So, did, did you know the Masters is scripted? Oh, looking at us. But right. well, let's. But like, where? Because I love the playing. I love the the design of it. I think it's very well thought out. I think it should never go away. Yeah. Um. But in that same breath. I'm not gonna lie to you, Nick. These last week of NBA, I probably did. I, this is probably the last, probably the the least amount of NBA I've watched in 
So, I mean, obviously, since the tip. Yeah, I wrapped like, it up last week, too. Yeah, there were so yeah. many just games that didn't mean anything. So much nonsense. Do we shorten the season? Do we shorten it by 10 games? Or is is this just how it broke this year? And well, with the play-in, it was yeah, locked in. And that's how it shook. Yeah, because just because we weren't watching doesn't mean that those last games were important, right? Obviously, you had the Boston and Philly and uh, Milwaukee thing go down to the last day as far as how that seeding was going to go. Yeah, down. but... Okay, let me cut you off there, though, because Milwaukee's sitting. It's not that important. Milwaukee's yes. sitting everybody. Sure. I guess people were trying to fade the Nets, I guess. I get that. Yeah. But people are sitting. People reason, are checking in, some reason playing Billy, the tip to get bonuses. Like, it, like, it, was a bunch of, it was a bunch of nonsense games. Yeah, and I didn't like Billy playing I.O. 44 minutes the other night, knowing that, like, he's – you've been talking about it all year. He's, like, our fourth most important player. Yeah, easily. Um, but – yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against them going to like seventy-two games. I think also with the shit with load management and all that, it's just like nobody's gonna, gonna play. They're gonna play seventy-two anymore. anyway. Yeah, no superstar right. is gonna play eighty-two games anymore. All the science goes against playing eighty-two games. All the science goes against playing guys on back-to-back that are at a certain age or dealing with certain injuries and things like that. Um, so on one hand, yeah, this year was kind of unlike any other year where you have this many teams that close at the end. Usually, it's settled in those last few games. But at the same time, I watch a ton of NBA. You watch a ton of ball. And I was at the same point. I really did not have too much interest in watching yeah, any like, basketball I'm, over the last none, seven days. Like, at none. all. I was watching other shit. Like, yeah. Getting so, outside. Like, yeah. It, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a basketball week. But, you know. I'm not, I'm not banging down the door for them to reduce the season. But if they do it, it's cool with me. Yeah, I think it may be a slippery slope. Like, you know, the sign says don't play 82, play 65, and then you drop it to 72, and then people playing 52. Well, then, <laughs> and then also, look, you, you drop right. 10 games. You drop 10 games, that's less revenue. So we already know what the sure. deal is with that. You nobody, yeah. everybody, everybody likes the idea of playing less until you say, well, hey, look, 10 games is more than 10% of the season. That's like 13% of the season right there, right? So we're going to go ahead and we need that. We need that back. You know, there's not as much revenue. The pie is not as big. So I think it's cool. I'm not. I'm not tripping on it, man. I yeah. When, when it comes to reducing games, who needs to reduce games? Is baseball still playing 162 games or what's 162 games? Well, that that yeah. to me is absurd. Um, yeah. But you know, it is that's revenue it is. too, though. That's all revenue. Yeah, for sure. Like they're, all, <laughs> they're all fucked up. That's revenue too. All right. Well, what, let's let's talk about the game for a second. Brooklyn playing the Cleveland Cavaliers in in Brooklyn. I believe no, it's in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's in Brooklyn. And they just beat these boys the other night on Friday. Yeah. Cleveland started hot. Cleveland and the Bulls had like a similar looking season. Yep. Very strong starts. Couple injuries broke down. And then it started not to go their way as the end of the season comes in. And then they come in limping, similar to how the Bulls come in limping into the playoffs. The line being eight and a half is kind of telling you what's going to happen here. Anything you want to see from Durant? Kyrie, or is it just like, hey, we're in the plan. Let's just get this W, get it out the yeah. way, and then let's get to the playoffs and figure out who would who would they be matched up with? The be the two, so they'd be matched up with uh with Boston. Boston, yeah. So, anything you want to see from those guys? We could talk about. Uh, I don't want to disrespect Cleveland, but we could talk about that Brooklyn Boston series as well. So, I mean, I, I expect Brooklyn to just go in the or. Stay at home, take care of business. That's it. Like, right? They yeah. should they should beat this team handily. This is a team with no playoff experience when you're talking about the Cavs outside of Kevin Love. 
Um, really good story. Shout out JB Bickerstaff. Did a great job with that team. They were a little bit up and down, but let's be honest, they overachieved for the season. I think their win total coming in was like 29 or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and they beat that pretty early. So obviously struggled in the second half. Good young team. Awesome trajectory going forward. That's a that's a if you're a fan of the Cleveland Cavaliers, you should be really happy with what you guys got there. But yeah, they got some pieces. They got, yeah, Mobley, Garland, when uh, young the young bull the young comes bull. back. <laughs> the young bull, Karis Levert. Yeah, it's a good team. I really like that squad, but I don't think that they have enough uh to beat. Brooklyn if Brooklyn's firing all cylinders, which I fully expect for the playoffs. The problem with Brooklyn going forward with Boston is they don't play any D. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while now. They don't play any D. Boston does, and Boston can score, and Boston has some boys that'll that can give you 50, um, but are also going to handle their business on the other side of the floor. So I know we got KD, I know we got Kyrie. I know allegedly now Ben Simmons may be ramping up for the playoffs, which is incredible to me. <laughs> That yeah. you can just walk in and play playoff basketball when playoff basketball necess- hasn't necessarily been your strong suit uh, over throughout the course of your career. So it's kind of crazy to me that a guy who's again, how real is that though? I don't know because if you talk, think about what is what is his job on the floor to play D right to guard the other team's best player, which it's hard to walk in the playoffs and do that, and to set the table on offense, which it's hard to walk in the playoffs and do that with guys you've never played with before. There is no one on this roster that he has played basketball with before yeah. outside of Seth Curry. So I think the biggest thing there is who's going to – where the ball needs to be in whose hands and how much time. That would be the biggest adjustment. Well, and, like, and if you came this- in there – I was going to say, if you came in there and took the ball out of Kyrie's hands for a, a, a an absorbent amount of time that he didn't appreciate, it'd be an issue. But he would have no idea of knowing that. He'd have to figure it out on the fly in the playoffs. And that's just not something you want to be doing. And that is something he didn't have to deal with in Philly. He did not have a Kyrie-type player playing next to him in Philly. The show did go through him, right? Yeah. Like, you could throw in, uh, who's the white boy that had McConnell for a little bit or some of these guys that could that could take over some ball handling responsibilities. But Kyrie is a ball handler. Oh, like yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. He is a yes. ball handler. You know yes. what I'm saying? You have to well, – I, I know they made it work with James, but, again, they kind of had to work that in. It's – it's hard when you're trying to work something in and do or die games. You know what I mean? Like you don't have like, these aren't regular season games where you can smoke a game, but you learn something as far as how you play together. Like you have to win these games while trying to work them in and you're working him in to do two things that are the hardest things to do in the NBA, run the show on offense and guard the other team's best player. So it's like, Hey man, we haven't even played basketball literally in a year. Go guard Jason Tatum, who has been on fire the last three months. You know what I mean? Let me like, ask you this. Is there any is there any way where they could say, hey, don't touch the ball on O? You're not getting the ball on O at all. Just go out there, play D, run the floor. Yeah, I guess. But then you're, I mean. But then you're playing four and five on O? Yeah, you're playing four and five on offense, and and, th- and that's what he does. So Would I you think be playing four and five on O anyway? You'd be playing four and five on offense with him anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> taking him out as a ball handler, it's like, yeah, at that point, well, what are we doing? Um so I, we'll see what happens, man. Maybe after a few games he can ramp up, he'll be good to go. But I just think that's a lot to come in and play a team like the Boston Celtics has been the hottest team in the NBA since the break. Like, absolutely on fire. Um, and finally have an identity and know what they want to do. So I think that's a tough series for Brooklyn. I don't see how Brooklyn gets past Boston. It's a quick exit for Brooklyn. Yeah, I, 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 I lean your way as well. I still haven't figured out how – a lot of the books and shops have the Nets still the second favorite to win the East after Milwaukee. And Milwaukee just took the throne like 
the last six weeks. Oh, they, had, they, had, they had still been the, the leaders to at like plus 220, plus 230 to win the East. They had been like that since like last six weeks ago. And I can pull it up right now. But yeah, I don't understand it. They don't play. So does that mean the money? Does that mean the money that's been coming in on Brooklyn all year has just been steady? Yeah, or, is- or preseason, or they're they don't want to put out a number that they feel. Yeah, they or is that them being not scared, but for lack of a better term, scared to put out a number that 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 people are just they're super expose them. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're pl- look. The Bucks are two fifty to win the East. The Nets are three fifty. The Heat are four twenty five. The Celtics are four twenty five. Yeah, so that's what cr- they're so what they're telling you is. This is this is what will be interesting. So say the Nets win tonight, right? Winning in, they're playing Boston. If you're, you're if you're telling me right now the Nets are plus three fifty to win the East and the Celtics are plus four twenty five, that means when they play heads up, that the Nets are favored. Isn't that yeah. what you're telling me? Yeah, for that series. Now, if if that's the case, I got to yeah. put money on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> yeah, what? Absolutely. That's you know what I'm yeah, saying? Without a doubt. So that's where it gets a little interesting. Substantial, substantial investment on the Boston Celtics. Because you're telling me that Boston has a less chance of winning the East. It's a little, see, this is where it gets like, how much money, how much, how, where's the market before the season at? How much money is on them? Because it would be interesting to see what this number on the Celtics is going to be like for the, for that actual series. Because yeah, I got Boston all day, every day, particularly that, they're just extremely locked right now. They've been playing insane hoops. And they got a guy in Marcus Smart who can bother the shit out of one of those other guys. Yeah. So make it make put him on Kyrie, switch him on to KD. <clears throat> Marcus is gonna try to bother the out of those guys. Yep. And it might be successful. And then you got to deal with the rest of they just they're playing really good hoops right now. Yeah, I think playing, I, I, uh, I, I, I yeah, I saw I saw a stat where they had over uh I think this season they had like four games by with 40 plus point wins and then like eight games with 25 point wins. Something around that where they just they had the most blowouts in the year by far. So yeah, man, that's going to be an interesting uh, interesting tilt. Are we are we disrespecting the Cavs right now? No, I don't think so. I think we're giving them their proper due. I mean, I think like they, 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 they just don't have like enough. They, they don't have enough, man. Like they, 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 I don't think they have enough offensive firepower to go up against Brooklyn like that. Like I'm not worried about them. I'm not worried about the Nets against the Cavs. I think that's a matchup that that works out in their favor. But I think they have a lot of problems. Um, <clears throat> a lot of problems. Once you start uh, talking about Boston squads yeah. like that, to be fair. Okay, Celtics, game two. Celtics seventeen and five since the break. Seven, yes, I mean, and they've been no food, no fugazi in those seventeen games either. Like yeah, they've, yeah. Been, they've been playing twenty-two really games good. since the break. So the break is at sixty games. The, bre- the break is like three-quarter break. It's not yeah, even yeah. like the halfway break. Sure. Let's talk about the second game. The second game is a little more interesting than the first. It seems that way. It seems like the Nets should take care of business, and then we got Clippers Timberwolves. Fun. Fun. Hey, <laughs> fun fun is the I was just gonna say that's the exact word that it should be used when you talk about this matchup. Just fun. A lot it's of fun. points, yeah. a lot of a lot of individual performance. Yeah, it's gonna be going so. on. Reggie a Jackson, lot of I- <laughs> Reggie Jackson is available tonight. This is his type of matchup. 
a lot of ISO play is going to be going on right now. Uh -huh. Timberwolves are minus three. Wow. Timberwolves are one of your favorite squads in the league. Yeah, as far yeah, they're very to watch. fun to watch. You talk about a young team that's exciting. Um, they don't and again, don't tell me these advanced statistics about the Timberwolves and their defense. My advanced yeah. statistics are right here in my eyes, and I watch those boys play a lot of basketball and they don't defend anybody and don't yeah. have interest in defending anybody. Their whole game is create as many possessions as possible, get up and down the floor, try to score. And when you look at their roster, look, they have three guys who are absolutely capable of giving you 30 on any night, right? Between Car Carl Anthony Towns, for sure, 30, wake up, he can do whatever he wants. D'Lo can give you 30, and let's not forget, D'Lo has been in the playoffs before. This isn't his first playoff rodeo. He made it with the Nets a few years back. Um, and then Anthony Edwards, my boy, the Ant-Man, can definitely give you 25, 30. So when you have three guys that are capable, and they can give you 30 in the same game. That's the other thing with the way that they play. So when you have yeah. three guys who can get you to 75, 80 points just right there, look, man, that's hard to deal with. Um, I think the Clippers, though, Ty Lue is a great coach. I think he's going to come out with a game plan that's going to be hard for them to play against. Obviously, the Clippers are a much more veteran-laden team, a lot more playoff experience. PG's back. Um, you got some guys over there who, who are looking to make a splash. But I think this is going to be a fun game, man. The Clippers are also hit or miss. They, uh, you can watch them on the right night, and they look like one of the best teams in the NBA when they're rolling. Um, and other nights, they're not. So, I mean, I think 42-40 and 40 is like a perfect record for the Clippers because they're kind of like a, again, some nice they yeah. got it, some nice they don't. But I, I think that's a dangerous team. But this is a perfect nod to the plan. We're fired up talking about Clippers, Timberwolves. Can't wait. A game that you, you could probably <laughs> pass on if you're not a big hoops fan like us. We're watching just because it's a great, fun matchup. But, yeah, this is this is a game that's going to get eyeballs back-to-back -back on TNT coming yep. off of Durant and those guys that are going to get eyeballs purely off the fact that it's a it's, it's a play in peace. Yep. Now let me ask you this: Winner of this game is going to get well, who we think is the is the Cavs. Do you can the Cavs beat any one of these guys? That's where it gets. See, this is where it gets kind of tough, right? Because Cavs Cavs get in if they if they 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 beat the the winner of this game. Here's the thing I'll say about the Cavs, um, and I think he's Jared Allen is still out, right? Yeah. Yeah, that if they had Jared Allen, you're talking about it. So we talk about how they struggled in the second half, and that kind of coincides yeah. with that Allen injury. Completely different. Completely because he they're playing three guys that are over six ten, which no one in the league is doing. Allen's a defensive monster, um, blocks everything, and and I think that's where they start to give you matchup problems. But when you talk about them losing Allen, already being down the young bull, Karis Levert is healthy one day, not healthy the not. The next, um, they, they just kind of got some issues there. But you think that they can, like, what, against Boston? Like, would they be able to get Boston problems? No, no, I'm saying, like, well, they, the, would they? About to just to get in the playoffs. So this is how it works, right? Seven, eight. So they would get, the, win, they would get that win and get in. Yeah. Win and get in. And then they have to play the winner of this game. Winner gets in. So then the, they would, the for the eight Hawks, seed, Hawks, for the Hornets. eight seed. Hawks, Hornets, right? I'm not, Cavs, this is, this is the play. West. The Cavs are in the East. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I just tweaked. I just, <laughs> I just slotted them in the same, the yeah. same, like, the same play in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I was just tripping. Yeah, I just completely tweaked. My bad. But yeah, let's get back to the Clippers. I think they go to seven and they play the two. Yep. Which would the, be. Winner of seven and eight plays the two. Which I don't think they have a chance at all. 
Yeah, but then, but so like they're not. They're gonna play the Nets. They would get right. the eight. They would get heat. They would get the Heat. The the Hawks or Charlotte. Yeah. So the and then the winner of the Clippers uh, Timberwolves would get who's second in the West. Um, second uh, in the West uh, is Memphis. Memphis. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So do I think that Minnesota could beat Memphis uh, or the Clippers could beat Memphis in a seven game series? Absolutely not. Yeah. So absolutely not. Um, I think that that's that's a yeah. This, that's this a, this is their championship right here. For sure, who the winner of this game? Because yeah, yeah, Memphis is yeah, exactly. And it'll be but, it'll be fun though. Again, Minnesota has a roster that can beat you on any given night because they have so much talent, right? If those three guys, if two of those three guys are firing, you're going to be in for a long night because they're just dynamic offensive players. Let me ask you this: What do you do with a guy like Reggie Jackson? Because I thought coming off that playoff run he had, he was going to get a a solid deal going into this year. He did not. He signed like a. I believe he signed a one year. Yeah. For like nine mil. Yeah. Then he comes out. He puts up seventeen a night. Yep. Carries that he team got, through the season. I mean, carries that team through the season. High volume guy. He was shooting. He shot around forty percent on the year, which is not the best. But I, I just, I'm always fascinated to see. They always tell me that you know, don't sign guys like Reggie, but then they're, they're always looking for Reggie to, to help about all the, yeah, you, you always Reggie need, Reggie, need Reggie, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. So it's one of those things where I always find it fascinating where it's like, yeah, you don't want to bury a bunch of money in guys like Reggie Jackson, which you might, maybe you don't, maybe you, maybe you would, depending on the situation. But that contract spot, like what does he get? Like a two-year, $40 million? I don't even does know. He, you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't see Reggie getting a ton of money only because I feel like he's kind of one of those guys where like the books already been written on you. Reggie's been in the league for 11 years. He's gotten big money deals. You've seen what he looks like kind of as a leading man in Detroit. Didn't go too well for him. Um, yeah. I think if you're Reggie, you need to start looking at like that Lou Williams type spot where I'm more interested in securing my place in the league for a couple of years. Like, give me a two to three year deal. Might not be as much money, but Reggie was out the league before the Clippers picked him up last year. Literally out the league, right? Um, yeah. So when you know what that reality looks like, you're probably more interested. Like, man, let me just get a three-year deal. Maybe three years, $30 million, three years, $25 million, whatever. But it just keeps me in the league for three more years as opposed to like some one-year deal with like a team option or something where if I play like shit, I'm out. And then where do I go? You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, he's still a shoot-first point guard in a league where you can find where you would assume you could find a lot of those type of guys for a lot cheaper. Yeah. But if he keeps hooping, man, Hey, all, all he can do is hoop and let the chips fall where they may. Uh, but if another big playoff performance, I mean, yeah, th- th- I think that changes things. Cause he, he carried them through the playoffs last year. He was so big for them in the playoffs last year he was ma- and that he was ma- series and all that. Yeah. He was huge for them when they really needed somebody. Um, but I think it's kind of like Schroeder last year when you were like, yo, Schroeder, don't worry, man. Schroeder's going to get a big deal at the end of the year. I'm like, nah, man, the book is written on guys like that. It's yeah, like the book it's... is written on guys like that. Like you can't, you're not going to turn him into something that he's not. You know what I mean? Like they, they kind of just are who they are. The whole, the whole Lakers <laughs> saga is crazy because of that type of stuff. He easily could have been on that squad for – Hundred million. What what was that deal? 80, eighty-four million. It was like eighty-four million. <laughs> so hey, that was like a four-year deal for half of what they owe Russ, or uh, twice of what they owe Russ just next year. So like, yeah, it would have been a way better contract. It's a, than just like a way 
this like the way the chips fell out was crazy. But yeah, yeah. I thought that. But then Schroeder got moved in the middle of the year. Yeah, it's he's just off of a contender. Yeah. Yeah, off of a and contender. Now, and, now, and now, yeah, I mean, now it's Dennis Schroeder's not going to get any type of money in the offseason. Yeah. At all. He's been fighting for a spot in the league. Man, I got I got respect for him, though. He 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 bet on himself. It didn't work out, but I don't know, man. Listen, that's like I heard what's-his-face turned down. Uh, Mike was – Mike, is that isn't it? Aaron Judge turned down, like, yeah. $240 million. I'm like, look, yeah. dog, hey, <laughs> I guess. I guess. But you know, hey, sometimes it it doesn't. It doesn't work. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. John Collins picked up an extra 40, 50 mil last year. Hey, man, look at my boy. uh, Who did I just text about in the group chat? My boy Miguel Cabrera, man. Take the yes, money and run, slow baby. and steady. Hey, take slow that money, steady. dog. Hey, <laughs> hey, take that money. He's still on that Detroit deal. Hey, I'm taking the money. Don't take it. it could, the rest you know the, the thing about the baseball piece too is that you could always take from what I guess in your eyes is a discount. Yeah, like get the opt out in two. Like give me the early. Op- okay, mafia. Y'all don't want to pay me a bunch of money. All right, fine. Just give me the opt out after two then at this money, and then I'm a clap. I'm a, and I'm a clap you after the the two year opt out is available. Don't you remember CC signed that deal with the Yankees? It was like a six or seven year deal, but they weren't sure he was gonna like New York, so he put in like a two year opt out. So it was yeah. like a big ass deal. He opts out after two, resigns with the Yankees, Yankees, and picks up like an extra eighty million in the deal. So like, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. that's the CC one. The one piece. Shout the one CC. piece about the the baseball. <laughs> portion that is a little different than the hoops yeah, i guess you, sure. could, you could do an opt-out i guess or i'm big on player taking the money man like nba unless you're looking at a really bad contract because no because con- the, the worst contract is no contract you know what i mean and like i don't if you're a guy like reggie jackson again and you've been that close to being out the league like yo the perception on you could flip back to how it used to be in a matter of weeks and now you're out the league you're, you're signing minimums yeah. you're playing in fucking sacramento if you found a good thing in la Right on a on a team in a major market where you're going to get a lot of pub. You're playing with superstars and you're in a good spot. Sometimes, man, like the grass is not greener on the other side. And you just take what they're going to offer you, especially if it's security and good money. Yeah, and I think you also <laughs> got to know where you stand in the league. Like, there's guys that are there's big dogs that you know can be like, yeah, I'm going to hold out for an extra twenty Absolutely. million because they're getting it regardless. Yeah. The middle tier guys like a Reggie or a Dennis or like Nerland's Noel. Not even, not even tur- middle tier. Yeah, that was crazy. Nerland's Noel turned down a really big bag a few years back and then got hurt and it just. Now he's suing clutch. Yeah, he probably should. <laughs> so there's there's that whole situation. Man, and there's guys like Boogie Cousins. Get hurt. You just get hurt and you just can't get back to that that pinnacle where you could demand that big dollar. So, yeah, it is really, really tough. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, man, I think if I'm Reggie, if they offer him a two- or three-year deal with solid money, right, you don't need to look to break the bank, but solid money in a good spot like that where they have a roll card. That's another thing. Of like, if you're Reggie, you can't, you also can't just go to any team because teams got to be looking for that type of player, and not every team's looking for that. So if you find a good spot, man, just land there. You're good to go. Land there, be comfortable. You'll be straight. You know Kawhi is going to miss a bunch of games going forward anyway, so you'll always have a spot in the rotation to get some to get your shots up. So, yeah, 
I, but I don't I don't see him getting two and forty. I think I, that would be crazy to me. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm in, we'll see, you 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 hey put it like this. You go see a lot of Reggie Jackson tonight. Dog, Reggie, Tune in. Jackson, Reggie Jackson just got a good eight minutes on the pod, man. Shout out Reggie. Shout out Reggie Jackson. <laughs> All right, let's move over to these awards. Oh yeah, season's over. Jokic ended uh, the big-time favorite to win the MVP. I think he closed around three and a quarter, minus 325. I want to ask you about that. I want to ask you about Draymond Green's comments about um, his boy Jordan Poole, some love. I don't know if you heard that. No. But um, let's talk about that first, actually. Draymond got on the he was on a presser the other night and he said, How 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 on God's green earth can we be talking about John Morant for most improved player of the year? My man was a stud last year. What are we doing here? Jordan Poole is a real example of a most improved type player, a guy that came out of nowhere, quote unquote, was a massive contributor. For the Warriors all year, he's been hooping. He's huge, a huge second half man. of the season. He was on fire, dude. He's the, the whole season. He was hooping. I think he averaged thirty a game in February or some shit. It was crazy. Yeah, he he was playing <laughs> top tier guard for basketball sure. for the NBA or for the Warriors. So, what are your thoughts on what Draymond said? Is it valid? Yeah, or or because I kind of see it as the league is look they got to give Josh something this year their team has 56 wins they're second in the west but he can't get the mvp and he's not a six man cuz he's starting and he's not a rookie so he can't get rookie of the year so but he's been playing crazy so we got to give him some type of nod somewhere that's where i kind of think this falls that's why he's getting to look at most improved player yeah i tend to agree with draymond um, only because for me, for me, most improved player is kind of that guy who maybe in their first year, they were playing first few years, playing sporadic minutes, whatever it was. And for whatever reason, their circumstance changed. They were given that opportunity and they took it and ran with it. So that's not to say that Ja hasn't made ridiculous improvements year over year, right? He went from star to superstar, which is a, a quantum leap in the NBA. Like I'm not, I'm not discrediting that Chris discrediting it at all. But kind of like when we talk about the MVP conversation, I feel like the most improved player conversation, to me at least, it's defined as that guy who was not really doing much the year before and not really on your radar as an elite player and jumped up and made a significant improvement in their game and is now being talked about in a completely different way, right? Which again, kind of talking out both sides of my mouth because that does apply to Ja. But in a different way, we're talking about a guy who was an all-star, who took his team to the playoffs, and his trajectory, you're not surprised that we're here because his trajectory was kind of pointing that way towards the end of last year. I mean, shit, going back to Murray State, like, yo, this dude's a fucking hooper, right? I mean, so he won rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. So his trajectory has <laughs> kind of been pointing yeah. that way. When we get to the awards, like the guy that I chose, I didn't choose Jordan Poole, but it was along that same, that same uh, thought process of, man, this guy last year was – you might have known him, whatever. This year, it's like, yo, this is an important piece of what we got going, and he's putting up numbers. So I think that Poole fits perfectly into that category when you start talking about most improved, more so than a Ja, more so than, you know, some of these other guys. It was almost like, I think a couple of years ago, it was like Trey. It's like, hey, Trey, 
averaged 22 as a rookie, then the next year averaged 30, and his team was in the playoffs. Is he most improved? It's like, eh, not quite. Um, but I get what we're talking about here. But I like you feel what I'm more. saying about having yeah. to give John ja nod though. But the perfect it's example kinda... was like that year that Jim that happened with Jimmy Butler. Remember Jimmy won it and it was like, yeah, a couple years before he was just a grinder, and then out of nowhere, when he won his bag, it's like, yo, I'm giving y'all 20. I'm a number one option. You know, what I mean, I'm guarding the other team's best yep. player, like shit like that. Yeah. I just feel like part of it's like, man, we gotta like we, we gotta get Josh ja something for this year. Like we we gotta give him something. He's been playing out of his mind. He took that 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 leap to superstar, like you mentioned, yep. and then we don't have an award to give him, so we'll give him most improved. Yep. <laughs> that's what that's what we'll do. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it does it it should fit more the narrative of like a Jordan Poole, a guy that came out of nowhere. It'd be like if Io was an all-star next year. Like that's most improved. Like that's oh, yeah, that, for sure. That is that most type of stuff. Player. That's yeah. most improved player. That type yeah. of thing. Miles giving him a dub next year. Like yeah, it's like okay, he's in the running for that. That 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 was um, yeah. That's that, that's what the award was made for. I don't know if it was made for a superstar that is oh. doing his thing and they they he not. I want to say back into it, but picked What's it up. The- yeah, let's say like Zach averaged like 33 a game this year, right? Obviously, he made a crazy improvement over his numbers the year before, but it's not like I'd be like, oh, Zach Levine, most improved player, man, for sure. Like, you know, it doesn't right. work that way for me. So, right. Uh huh. Right. And I do, we, we, since we're talking about the awards, I do, we do got to give our guy Ben Etter some time here on the pod. He's a listener. Shout out, Ben Etter. We had a huge argument in the text thread prior to the season about Tyler Hero. <clears throat> man. Me and Nick went to bat for Tyler Hero crazy. Been, been, been to bat for Tyler Hero. Been to bat for Tyler Hero. And then <laughs> last year he showed up and we weren't looking that good. Hey, but we talked about, about we talked we told life, y'all what life happened. happened quick for young Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> we told you we told y'all what happened to happened Tyler Hero. He He's down in Miami. <laughs> yeah, now that he, he woke up and Pat Riley was in his face and he was like, Man, I really I gotta get my shit back together. I gotta man. get back like, on. And, and he saw me, his boy Duncan get paid. He's like, Hold on, hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. What's going if on? Duncan here? gets 70 million, I can get hundred. Yes, right. <laughs> so Tyler Hero, and I say that to say Tyler Hero is the winner of the sixth man of the year. Right now, minus ten thousand. No one within it's not even close. miles of him. Competing for that award, the next person on the on the list is Kelly Oubre Jr. for the Charlotte Hornets at plus sixty six hundred. But that's dead, right? What is uh? What's his nickname? Tsunami Poppy. <laughs> Wait, whose whose nickname is that? That's what he that's calls Hero. Yeah, this, no, that's what Kelly Oubre. The tsunami oh, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that's why. Maybe that's why I never heard of it. Okay, oh, the tsunami. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's why I haven't heard that shit though. Yeah, that's Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's not allowed for nickname? Nah, ain't no nickname given in- for Kelly Oubre. <laughs> <Just> Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Kelly Oubre Jr. Dog, no, you <laughs> stick with no. that, dog. <laughs> What do you call himself? Tsunami Poppy. And then I don't even understand it off top. So like, yeah, no. Like, like, like you feel me? Like Time Lord, I no. get it immediately. Time Lord is cool. like Time Lord, I get it right off top. Uh, if, if I'm struggling it's to figure out what best, you're even talking best, about, must be the best nickname in the NBA is Time Lord. Yeah, it really like, is. Folks really, really good honor it too. Like everybody calls him Time Lord. <laughs> like, yeah, like the a guy protecting the rim, playing D like that, and clearing the boards, and then they call you Time Lord. That's tough. It's super, super tough. Yeah, it's super tough. <laughs> but um, let me ask you about the the DPOI before yep. we get into the um the MVP. Yes, and also I got Tyler Hero six man of the year as well. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's a shoe in. It's a we lock. We need to queue up the Jack. We need to queue up the that Jack Harlow. That Jack Harlow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I hope uh, I hope Edder, I, ho- I hope you feel bad about that tech now. He was really he was really trash. He Tyler Hero. He man. he, 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 like, he, bro, he killed trash Tyler Hero. He was trash and Hero out the bubble. Or like, yeah. what did you just see? He's over. He's uh, just the most overrated guy in the league. Okay, he's a get, bucket. Yeah, bucket. Fresh off the bench. Hey, we talk about all the time. Confidence matters. Guy plays. He's got with, it. He he lives with extreme confidence. He's got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. He's he's confident. got confidence to spare. No <laughs> yeah, question he, about yeah, that. He can drop some confidence and still have a lot of confidence. Yes, and that's and that's what I love about him. <laughs> yeah. But let's get to the DPOI. Marcus Smart right now minus two fifty. Bam Adebayo plus five hundred. Mikael Bridges plus six hundred. Rudy Gobert plus nine hundred. Jared Jackson Jr. JJJ plus nine hundred. The a wing guy or essentially a guard, hasn't won the award in a long time. It's been all big guys. I mean, Kawhi was probably the last, right? Kawhi was probably the last one to win DPOI as He a was guard. such a good defender. It's unbelievable. Yeah. What, is this just one of those things where it's time to give it back to a guard? Is no. it not to Gary Payton and those guys? Marcus Smart has been locking up, but so is Bam, bro. Yeah, and so Marcus, you, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So is it is it kind of one of those things like ah, th- these awards are so like DPOI especially is so subjective because you have to be locked in and watching a lot of basketball. Yeah, and there's not a I mean there's not a lot of this. Th- this is probably the one award where like analytics would help a lot on determining you know matchups day to day, or you would you would go the I opposite. Go the, I say, think analytics, like we just said, the Minnesota Timberwolves have a high defensive rating this year, and it's not because they're a good defensive team. It's just these yeah. analytics can sometimes be tricky on those numbers. I think defensive analytics are actually bullshit. I think the fin- defensive DPOY, yo, you got to be watching the games, man. And like at some point, if you're voting situational on situational like, spots too, yeah, situational spots too. It's like you watch a guy like my favorite defender in the league to watch is Tybal, right? To, uh, to appreciate Matisse Tybel, you have to watch the 48 minutes of basketball that he's playing because it's the little things that he does that makes it difficult for everybody else. He's playing the passing lanes. He's able to switch on to better uh, other defenders, things like that, right? So I think it, it it's hard just to look at it numbers and be like steals and blocks and defensive rebounds. Oh, he's a great defender. Um, I think you really got to watch in, lock in. You got to watch. You got to watch what it looks like when they're up against tougher matchups. You got to, if you're looking at Bam, you got to see what it looks like when he switched on the pick and roll, stuff like that. Yeah. So, you, I think it's the biggest eye test metric you could possibly have to me would be defensive player of the year. I think when I'm, when I was going, when I was talking about analytics, I guess I was talking about more like individual matchups and how players performed when Marcus Smart is locked up on you during the game. Those type of things is what I was talking about. But yeah, if you watch those games, you could get a, an idea. Like people, the best thing, the, the thing I love about a, a, a guy like Thibel or Smart or whoever else is you could see in the offensive player's face that I don't want to deal with this guy, I man. I want to deal with this all day. <laughs> like, this dude is, this is, a, this guy is a nuisance. And almost, like, sometimes you'll get to the point where guys are giving up the rock. Like, yeah. here, man. Yeah, get this, yeah. Get this shit out. I, catch me on a, coming off a pin down or something else, but, like, yep. I'm catching it at the top of the key, and this dude is in my face. Like we run a set or something else, because I don't want to deal with this. That's where you. Uh, that's where I think, with DPOI being as subjective, uh, subjective as it is, that's where you see the the difference <laughs> in in some of these guys. 
And I so, think you, I also take into consideration what is your defensive value to your team, right? And I think that's like what when Draymond was winning his awards, it's like, yo, Draymond's defensive value to that Warriors team, you, you, you can't chart it. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it allowed them, it, his defensive value allowed them, uh, unlock them on offense because you could play him in that role on defense. You were allowed to keep him out there. And because of what he was able to do on offense and the, and the ability to switch different, switch against everybody one through five, right? Like Golden State's whole lineup of death that they called it was all about playing smaller and being able to switch. And having a guy like Draymond who could switch on to guards, but also guard center and everybody in between. So when you talk about like that and that allow that unlocks so much within your scheme defensively, um, that's huge, right? So like the impact that that makes. So that's kind of how I was also looking at, it, and that's why that's where I went with my pick. But yeah, so I'm going, yeah. I'm going, bam, um, bigs that can switch effectively in 2022 are the most valuable things to your defense in the NBA. Because you all know what it looks like with bigs who are not able to switch off the pick and roll or who get caught up in the pick and roll and are out there guarding smaller guys and just getting abused. And you can have a very, 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 very long night if you have a big who constantly keeps getting put in that blender. Um, a guy like Bam, he is able to switch one through five. He's athletic enough to guard ones and twos effectively. Right, He's not locking up um Steph Curry but he's able to stay in front of him right better than a lot of other bigs and then down low he's obviously protecting the rim doing a lot for them there um but I think just that ability to guard positions one through five and you look at how Miami wants to play um he is huge so when it comes to unlocking a defense unlocking what that team tries to do the third best defense in the NBA statistically um and a team that definitely gets their you know their calling card is their defense and he's their defensive leader um which is crazy on the team with Jimmy Butler but he allows them to do so much defensively. It allows them to put out different types of lineup, allows them to play with Hero and Robinson and those different guys who might not be as good at defenders, but Bam can can kind of clean up some of that for them. And a lot of the people listening are Bulls fans, and me and, me and Big Nick, the quicker Bulls fans, if you watch what Bam did to Vucevic, he gave him hell every single time they played. Yeah. Vucevic wanted no parts of Bam Adebayo at any – I mean, that's not saying much, I guess, but – yeah, still, still, anybody, he yeah. like Bam. I mean, Vooch didn't even want to step inside the the three point line. Yeah, like it's just like I'll just I don't, stay I don't want to. I don't shoot. want to deal with this guy. I want nothing to do with this guy. So yeah, man. Shout out Bam. I think Mark. I think Marcus gets it. Just because I think a lot of this stuff is a little more political than it seems. I okay. think there's a lot of guys that are uh, opinions like for it. Marcus probably needs like. We got to give it to a perimeter guy. So let's give it to Mark. Like, I think that goes on a lot more than people even realize. And I just like kind of what I was saying about um, Morant. Like, wow, we got to give him something. So we'll this, we could pass it. We could pass this off as an award. Like, we'll do, we'll do that. Cause he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit most improved player. He went rookie of the year, had a massive year after that. And then his third year, he took an, an insane leap. He's not most improved. He was already. (laughs) <laughs> like what are we talking about? You know That's what I'm true. saying? Right, he doesn't no. fit that at all. And I'm so. not I'm not mad about that at all. And shout out our boy AZ Cards Phoenix Suns on God in the in the chat. I have no problem with Mikel Bridges either. Yeah. Talk, and Mikel Bridges to me is a most improved player type guy, right? Important guy, piece. Extremely important to what they do. I knew he'd be good coming out. We talk about it all the time. Take these Villanova guys. These yeah. guys are pros. just won championships. They're fucking pros. Um, so yeah, shout out Mikel Bridges. But again, to me, I, I just have a thing for switchable bigs. 
um, that don't get caught in the blender in the pick and roll, right? I've watched Wendell yeah. Carter for years not know what to do in the pick and roll. And <laughs> guards just, you know, destroy them. And just destroy plenty, them, yeah. plenty of other bigs, right, who just don't have the foot speed, the ability to recover. Guards see you, their eyes get big. Guards' eyes don't get big when Bam Adebayo switches onto them. They, they understand right. that they're still in for a matchup that they got to try to take advantage of. Yep. All right, before we get into the Russ Vogel situation, let's talk MVP. Right oh, now, it looks like Joe gets just going to go back uh, to back. Are we not doing coach of the year and uh, rookie of the year? Oh, we can. I'll, yeah, I'll just was, give you mine real quick. Yeah, yeah, give them to me. Rookie of the year for me is Scotty Barnes. Forget the the, the Evan Mobley missed too many games to close the year. Not even that. I think Scotty Barnes' impact on the Toronto Raptors is absolutely massive. That team needed another player to get back to where they wanted to be. They drafted Scotty Barnes and he walked into that role and filled it for him great. He's an awesome perimeter player, good defender. You can run offense through him. He can score. He can rebound. He does a ton for them. And he fits in perfectly to what they're trying to do. And that team has the fifth best record in the Eastern Conference. You know how I feel about the Toronto Raptors. But I think that Barnes' impact on a really, 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 really good team. Um, can't go can't, understated. Can't go understated, man. Like, you're talking about a rookie putting up, I think it's like 15, 5, and 4. Um, and, and 100% filling a role that they needed, right? Like, they needed another wing. Um, and you found one through the draft. And the kid has come in and delivered. So, I, I'll give it to Scotty Barnes. I would love to hear what you're going to say. 15, about. 7, and 4. 15, 8, and 4. Good numbers. No. That, well, good, the, de the, good defense. I, and I think, it, it, like you were saying, he made a big impact on a team that is in the playoffs and came on like a shit storm to close the year. Yeah, nobody so, wants to play. And, and, and no one wants to play that. Nobody wants to go so, there for seven games. Philly is not looking forward to that. Would you be yeah, surprised? If, would you be surprised if Toronto won that series? No, we can talk about that right yeah. after this if you want. Because yeah, okay. <laughs> <Good>. zero surprise. Because <laughs> uh, that, that could be a good segue. Shout yeah. out Jason Stevens in the comments. He said, "Hell of a rookie class this year." Yeah, no question. Yeah, awesome, awesome. A lot of a lot of real hoopers. Like that impact hoopers. Shout out Josh Giddy. <laughs> Shout call out Josh. Call him in person. I'm trying to tell you one of them. Josh Giddy. Hey, I'm gonna tell you this too. I saw Austin Reeves only twice. Yeah, at Oklahoma, and I was like, "This guy can hoop." I don't. Yeah, he's going to the Lakers, and they're probably not going to have a lot of minutes for him, which they ended up did having minutes for him. Yeah, a lot more than he thought. A lot, <laughs> a lot more than he thought. But it was like, yeah, like there's a lot of this guy can hoop. Like that's it. So yeah, it's man, a hell eyes, of a class. Man. We talk about this shit watch all the, the time. Yeah, you watch, watch the watch fucking the game. game and see who can hoop out there. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. That's, that's it. all. Stop, stop looking at all this other shit. I watch, watch the, the games. Any hoop or yes or no? Simple. Check a box. Yes or no. <laughs> you understand what I'm exactly. Jalen Brunson. Can he hoop? Absolutely. Draft him and yeah. keep it moving. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with you. All right, listen. That's a perfect segue into. And then I'll give you. Let me give you coach. Oh of yeah, the year. get coach of the year. Yeah, I actually want. I'm interested to hear what you're gonna say here. I'm gonna. This is this is a surprise because I thought this guy was on his way to getting fired after the first thirty games of the year. But I got Ime Odoka, uh at Boston. Yeah. Again, we're talking about a team that's had a lot of talent for a lot of years, but has never been able to figure out how to play together. Never been able to find a uh, uh, establish a pecking order, a hierarchy, whatever. Right? It just seems like a bunch of guys who did not enjoy playing basketball together. You watch these Boston Celtics over the last couple months as they stormed into that second seed. That team has an identity. They're playing D and they're running through Tatum, right? And everybody else is kind of falling in line. 
And I think a lot of that is on Udoka. You don't hear a lot about him. I don't know if I've ever heard the guy talk. I know he's engaged to Nia Long, so shout out that. Uh, that's huge. Super bad. But um, yeah, man, I just think he's just done an awesome job there. I think you could also give it to Nurse. You could give it to. Uh, so wait, hold on. So you got to give. So you got to give a nod to Brad Stevens on that. I give a nod to Brad Stevens for stepping out of the fucking coaching the the coaching side the sidelines because <laughs> I, I thought that he was he was skating past criticism more than I've ever seen. You don't fire the guy, you promote him. So yeah, maybe if he brought in Udoka, but Udoka's been a hot coaching candidate for years now. A lot of teams were talking about him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that yeah, I think that. He did what Brad wasn't able to. And I get Brad got them to the conference finals and they had some good playoff runs, but it just never felt right. This is the first time I could say watching the Celtics that it's felt right. Like we've said well, it years past we watched these guys. Yeah. It's it clicked. There was a time where I was on MSG on TV talking about I can't believe we're talking about this team making the playoffs. Like, are they gonna make the playoffs? Yeah. This roster's insane. Everything about it's insane. And then it seemed like right after I said that, they just took off and have been hooping ever since. Like so whooping, like and like you said, yeah. thrashing people. Yeah, th- blowing Big people by completely 40, out. Yeah. Tatum's going for fifty, and like you finally kind of figured out the Tatum Brown thing of like, yo, there is a one and there's a two. The one is Tatum, you're the two, but that's okay. You can still go, and they still give Brown his games where he goes for thirty or forty. So, I love it. Yeah. I, I think that they are uh, they're a tough team in the playoffs. Absolutely. All right, let me ask you this. So let's talk about the MVP. Jokic seemed to have won the MVP the last two oh, weeks. Oh, I didn't even give my most improved. It was Maxi. We, we talked all yeah. that and I didn't give it. It was Tyrese yeah, yeah, yeah. for everything Ma- that I talked about. You're talking about a guy who they, they made him a point guard. Yeah, he's dude, he's sick. He's awesome. And they literally <laughs> took him out of <laughs> yeah. position this year and said, you're going to play point for us in his second year and did it well. So Doc so special? I gave Tyrese Maxi most improved player. That's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, no, Maxi had an awesome year and it's fun. Who do you have? Did, did you have uh, you had uh I to be honest, I didn't even make a pick just because it, it looked like I mean Morant's gonna win it. I was just more talking about what why how did we get here? Should we even be doing this, even talking about him being the most improved versus a guy like Maxi or Jordan Poole? So yeah. I'm not mad at Maxi though. Because yeah, he's nice. He had a he had a lot of fun. All right, let's talk about the Sixers. Draft let's talk Kentucky about the MVP. Guys. Draft Kentucky guys too. <laughs> so we'll <laughs> we'll talk about um let's get into the MVP. Jokic seemed to have won the MVP the last two weeks. He's now minus three fifty to win the MVP. He's pretty much Crazy. locked in. What a flip. To a point where two weeks ago it seemed like Embiid had it locked in. He was like minus one fifty. <laughs> And it flipped similar to how it flipped in the NFL with Brady and Rodgers. Yeah. Now, Nick, let me ask you this. Did James Harden coming to town cost Embiid the MVP? No. Not for me. I think if anything, it enhances case because James Harden has played like shit and they're still able to win games. So, Jokic just Jokic's his way into it? Just a guy yeah. we've never seen before? Yeah, and it's like, dude, it, it gets hard when you're looking at a year like this to be like, yeah, there's one MVP because there, there is, there's a strong case for both of those guys. I leaned uh, towards Embiid because I've had Embiid all year, and and at that point, I'm he hasn't done anything to lose it. And while I think Jokic, you take Jokic off the Nuggets, you have a lottery team. Um, 
I think that Embiid is so important to what they do on both sides of the floor. I think the defensive impact is kind of what allowed me to to edge edge out Embiid or allowed Embiid to get the win because uh, again, just defensively, he's a fucking monster. He brings it for them every single night. And all this isn't to say that Jokic doesn't do the same exact thing because he absolutely does. Um, but Joel is so important to that team. He held them down all year while they were dealing with all that bullshit. All he did was put up numbers. All he did was lead his team on both sides of the floor. All he did was kept them in contention. And yeah, James came for the last 25 games or so and gave him a little bit of relief. But we can't sit here and act like we didn't watch the first two-thirds of the season where Joel was carrying this team without their alleged second-best player. And their third-best player is a myth in Tobias Harris, right? So um, I got Joel. I have no problem giving it to Joel. The numbers yeah. are there as well. 31 a game, 12 rebounds, four assists, which is huge from the center position, a block, a couple blocks, and a steal. He had an and, insane year. Insane year. And, and, wants, and wants to hurt you, man. Like, yo, wants to fucking the added, hurt yeah, you. Yeah, the, the, the mental switch. We talk about it. Like, we talk like yeah, he doesn't have that dog in him. Like, yo, Joel is a fucking dog. Like, wants to inflict pain. Wants to punish you, and it says a lot that in 2022, um, when you're when the game is going away from centers, that no, with a guy like Embiid, he's that good that it's like, no, we we have a center that gives you 30 a game, and that's who we're going to run through, and that's what the offense is going to go through, and that's our focal point, and we're just dare you to stop him, just stop him. Yeah, and he was there was possessions a lot of times this year where he was literally getting the ball on the block six seven possessions in a row. Yeah, and we can't do anything with it. And you can't do anything with it. He was either going to the line or he was scoring. Yeah. And that yeah. was it. And that was all. And it's and just like 85% from the free throw, too, which is crazy for a big. Yeah. I lean your direction, to be completely honest. Um, I love Jokic. I love what he's doing. I understand that that squad out there in Denver, they got Will the Thrill. Did you know Will the Thrill is like the he's like the, the he's like number one in three points, three pointers made for the Nuggets? It's a bucket. <laughs> I can't remember if he's one or two or from 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 what I was reading, but he's top two for the Nuggets and three point shooters all time. Hooper. Will Barton. Hooper. <laughs> Will, Will, the Will, Barton. Will the throw Barton is a Hooper. So, Definition. Yeah, so that is that's a fun stat, but it just shows you how Jokic just hasn't been playing with. I think people are just enthralled by Jokic and how he plays and his passing ability and everything about him and how, how he impacts the game. Triple doubles with five minutes left in the third quarter. Things like that kind of pushed him over the edge. But also, his his efficiency rating is something like we've never seen before either. Absolutely. And then in the same season, what was the record he just had? The first person with – hold on, I had it written down. It was like the first person with a certain amount of assists, steals, Hard rock. First player with 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, 500 assists in a single season. NBA record. No one else has ever done that. Jokic did that in 2022. Yeah. So, PR of 32.9. Yeah, like. <laughs> but you know something's crazy? Giannis's P PR is 32.1. Well, we talked about that too, right? It's we Giannis can give it to Giannis. Like, it's Giannis fatigue. It's like, yeah, you just expected at this point in time that Giannis. And Giannis is so fucking good. Yeah. But 
the all-around game that Jokic showed and he carried that squad, if you took him off that squad, that team is literally the magic almost. Yeah, they lost the top two players. Like, they're that bad. So, yeah. I lean your way, but it looks like Jokic is going to go back-to-back. And I'm not mad at that. And that puts him in an <clears throat> insane class. Rarefied air. Like, Jokic is... Yeah, he's going to go down as one of the most unique players of all time. Absolutely. No question. For him, for if you looked at him five years ago and said, this dude's going to win two MVPs in a row, you'd be like, yeah, get real. But he did it. He, he It looks like he's going he's gonna to do that. And um, that the Sixers are really interesting, man. Yeah. I, we also talked this week on the one-off about the whole Harden situation. I don't know what you do with him next year. He cooked. Like, if he walks into your office and asks for $160, $200 million, That's I don't know what million. you say. It's, it's like 45 a year. I don't know what you say to that. Yeah, It's know. a really interesting – I don't know what you say to that. It's it's crazy. All right, let's close the show. Frank well, Vogel and, gets and – you're, And you're talking about a guy who, who doesn't necessarily – I'm not going to question his motivation, but does it take the no. season very seriously? No. And him another is, 200 million, and him another 200 million isn't necessarily going to help that. Not to mention where I think he has a player option for this upcoming year, right? So if he does pick that up, you'd be talking about a 34-year-old James Harden that you're negotiating with next season. And what about this makes you think it's going to look good from ages 34 to 38? Well, that's what I mean. So yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. What makes man. you think it's going to look good next year? Like, let's be completely honest. If I'm them, I'm like, yo, you should opt into your deal um, and we'll kind of figure it out. But, you know. Yeah, it's a really interesting spot. He's not because... LeBron. Like, he's not a, he's not a, you know, it's not Brady. He's not Ronaldo. He's not out here taking care of his body at like a epic level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. He's probably drinking I... right now. <laughs> Come on, man! You said he had mimosas with a with a with a sausage and egg. Absolutely, an egg egg biscuit. Yeah, he's sitting up on those big ass rocky steps, having a drink, chilling. Like, great. <laughs> so much bread. There's a strip club open right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's close the show. Frank Vogel, Russell Westbrook. I'm gonna share my screen, man, and I gotta. I haven't. I, I read the article. I haven't seen the video. Of um of Russ talking about this, so oh, hold on. I haven't seen the video of Russ talking about this, so hold on. You go to this. All right. Oh, hold on. I'm fucking up. But basically, it sounds like Russ and um. It sounds like Russ had a problem with, or he he felt like he had a problem with Frank Vogel. Here's Russ uh, Russ Westbrook on Frank Vogel and the firing, his relationship. Um, how did you guys jive as player and coach? What do you think the? Um, how do you think the job he did? Yeah, you know, I think it's um, it's unfortunate to be honest because I've never, and I was I was saying this, I never had an issue with any of my coaches before as much as people may assume. I've never had an issue with any coach, any players, any staff members, anybody, actually, if we're keeping it honest. And for the moment I got here, and you guys don't know this, but 
I like, uh, it was actually Frank's and his wife's anniversary. And I actually sent him a bottle of champagne and stuff to his hotel room, which he know anything about because I was, it's a nice thing to do. Nice gesture. I'm welcome. I'm coming to the team. Congratulations to you guys. And that's just the type of person I am. I don't do it for anything back in return, but that's just something that I felt was the right thing to do. And I'm not sure what his issue was with me, or I'm not sure why, but um, I can't really give you an answer why things we never really connected. Maybe, you know, um, that's something that he has to answer, but I never, you know, from the get-go was feeling like I was having to like try to prove myself to him and my capabilities and what I've been able to do for this game. And it's unfortunate, but it's really not kind of out of my hands. Okay. I don't. Really he didn't really say too much. He didn't really say. I sent, I sent Frank Vogel and his wife a bottle of champagne for their anniversary, so I thought I'd get treated better. What was the purpose <laughs> of that? I, I, I thought he was going to go somewhere. Like Frank was like, "Yo, I don't drink. How dare you send me a bottle or something like that?" He didn't, yeah. He didn't really follow. Okay, you sent your coach a bottle of champagne. Great. Like that makes you a good guy. Like I don't. Okay. I guess what he was getting at was I, I reached out and tried to connect with this dude, and it seemed like all year we weren't really on the same page. And honestly, well. man, I don't really appreciate Russ even bringing that shit up. Like, who cares? At the, he's fired, first of all. He's fired, and you're going to be there next year because you have a $44 million option that you have already you picked up in 2019. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, so, he picked this yeah. shit up before Otto picked up his shit last year. I, so it, like, it's yeah. also like one of those things where it's like Russ is so Russ is content, right? He's telling he's just giving you giving you the the emotion raw, and you know how he feels about the situation. He feels like they didn't vibe, so he was letting people know. But yeah, I don't know, man. How do you feel like the Lakers handled think, that Vogel situation so, altogether with Woj coming off. out? Russ needs to be real with himself and be like, look, I didn't, I also didn't, I didn't play up to the level that I was, I would have been like, look, I didn't play up. There were times I didn't play great, but there were also times where I wasn't clear on what I was supposed to be doing. Right. Like you can kind of take some own. He made it seem like, yo, I'm first off. He's like, I've never really had to prove myself. It's like, dog, your game is slipping. Right. And what you do isn't as valuable as it was when you were the number one guy. Like you didn't really adjust to make this team better, you still shoot threes when you shouldn't be. For some reason, you can't hit free throws anymore. You still have a ton of defensive laps. You still turn the ball over at an epic rate. Like, yo, be real with yourself, man. It's not Frank Vogel's fault that you didn't have a good year. Like, that's yeah. not all Vogel number one. Um, as far as the Lakers situation goes, if I'm Frank Vogel, I'm fucking relieved. Who in the hell wants to have this job next year? You have an yeah. old roster that has no real ways out. Like, you're... you're, you're you're really committed between like a hundred million dollars to Davis, Braun, and Russ, right? Yeah. And then after that, you don't really have much wiggle room. You don't have any trade assets. If you're the Lakers, I'm absolutely not trading any of my first round picks going forward because this team's going to be shit. Um, and if you're a coach looking at that situation, why would you want to go coach an uncompetitive LeBron team? It's a lot to coach LeBron, but the trade off is we're going to win some shit. To coach LeBron and win thirty games. That's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So who the hell wants that job? I think Vogel's going to be great. There are going to be some openings for Frank Vogel. Worst case scenario, he can go coach the Sacramento Kings. Best case scenario, the Knicks see that Vogel's available, they fire Tibbs, and they bring in Frank Vogel for their operation over there. Right? He's still going to coach them defense, but he's not going to wear down players like Tibbs will. And he's a New York guy. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, 
going to have a really, 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 really good soft landing spot. He can take a year off being an analyst and wait for a better job to open up. But he will be the number one coaching candidate over the next two cycles. So I think for him, if I'm him, I'm relieved. Yeah, get me the fuck out of here. I got my ring. I'm good. Lived in L.A., made a bunch of money. We're good, honey. This is great, right? This is great. You're good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I can do I can kind of do whatever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. You're great. Yeah, fucking this is great. I love California. But um, he'll get any job he wants. It's, they had to fire him, though. I mean, I don't think you could bring – you heads had to roll at the end of this Lakers season, and he was the most obvious one, number one. The second one is going to be Palenka. How do you let how do you let Woj find out and tweet that out three days before you informed Vogel though? Because they've always had problems over there. It's just like when Magic Johnson up and left the team. Like it's a it's a shit show <laughs> over there. Yeah. Remember the Magic thing? Like the Magic's up and left the team. Um, it's just a shit show over there. It's crazy. He's getting he's asking about press conference. They're like, yeah, so you know you're fired, right? And he's like, look, I'm just gonna enjoy this one. He's like, did you know about it before you came up here today? He's like, yeah. It's crazy, man. So it's a, it's a it's a disaster. That's another. But reason isn't that but isn't that Palenka just loose loose lips? I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, absolutely. And that's what they said. That uh, what's his face? Quinn Snyder, I guess, was interested in the Lakers job. Why I don't know. If I'm him, I'll coach the Jazz for the rest of my life. Quinn Snyder with the nice belt. Well, no, like, maybe they got you, better you belts wanna, on Rodeo. <laughs> you ever notice that Quinn yeah, Snyder he, always has a designer belt on? Yeah, he does. He right? does. Like, he keep he keep one on him. Yeah, keeps a designer belt on. Yeah, and. <laughs> Well, well, he well he got a little situation with Donovan. He knows about too. Yeah, well, he knows Donovan. So. That's that's the other thing I was going to say about Vogel. If you're Vogel, keep an eye on New York because Donovan Mitchell wants to go play for the Knicks. So when Donovan you, Mitchell, you, you're him, very confident on that, huh? Yes, I think he forces his way to New York this summer. New York has the assets to get it done. Um, and for, that, for Randall, no, it wouldn't be Randall. It'd probably be it'd be Barrett. RJ teams are going to want RJ because he's young. They are not moving R. They're not moving RJ. Listen for for Donovan Mitchell. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to figure out something else. Yo, I'm telling you right now from being in New York. I know they and, love him and right? working they, out in New York. They, they, they like love him bro, in New York, right? No, they're not moving off. They're not <laughs> moving so, RJ. Bear, is that a real thing? Like, right like how much the Knicks Yo. love RJ? And I, th- I like RJ too. He's a good player, but they fucking love him, huh? They love RJ Bear. They're not moving off RJ. Bear. I'm telling you right RJ, now. RJ runs Manhattan. <laughs> I work for MSG Network. I'm telling you right now, I, and I'm not, and I'm not saying this like I got some inside yeah, scoop. Yeah. This is just a, what yeah. for me looking around and talking to people and understanding what's shaking. They believe they are. Right. They are not gonna move RJ Barrett. They're gonna have. They'd have to figure out a way to add Donovan with RJ in the building. They, they would have to move Randall. Yeah, but who the hell wants a Julius Randall's contract? Nobody does. Well, if, then, if, the, if, well if then here Utah, comes the leverage. If, if you're Utah, here comes the leverage, though. If you're Utah, are you excited about playing $70 million to go Bear and Randall combined? No, because then you – I mean, I get what you're saying, but you have to then – that's when the salesmen come in, and then that's when the leverage comes in of, you know, Julius no. could use a really fresh start. He I could use a different a spot. I to explain this RJ thing to me again because I like him, but I have always heard – Have you watched him all year? He's Dude, he's been he's killer good. this year. No, he's good. I understand. It's just – I, I you're not the first place that I've heard like the name RJ Barrett trade come up and I'm like, yeah, absolutely not. The Knicks will never move RJ Barrett. Like they're not moving. I'm telling you. <laughs> like we're talking about RJ, like he's like Ja. Yeah, I, RJ is RJ has I'll put it like this. RJ has won the hearts of the Knicks fans. That's what it is. They like they like his they, they, like his, they, they love him. They love quickly. They love Obi Toppin. They love Obi Toppin. They love they love Obi Toppin. Um, did he well when he well first of all New York? Oh, he's a New York guy. <laughs> 
Well, and he plays the same position as Jew, so he doesn't get a lot of he doesn't get, he wasn't getting a lot yeah. of minutes early. But he closed the year. He he had like a thirty point game the other night. So nine yeah, points man. a game in only seventeen minutes. Yeah, for sure. He's, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not. Every time he got on, he made an impact. So yeah, they they would have to figure out. Well, a way either way, to, if I, if I'm if I'm Utah, I I want R.J. Barrett back in any Donovan Mitchell package. But the fact of the matter is, and you know, if a guy wants to go, so you talk about it all the time. You've been on this for years. If a guy wants to go somewhere, he's going to get there. Um, yeah. and he wants to go to especially New York. in the NBA. Right. So he wants to go. He wants to go to New York. Um, Obi's real name is Obadiah. Shout out. That's a, that was tough. Um, Obadiah Toppin. Obadiah Toppin. Bitch, call me Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, you don't, you, you can't call me Obi. You can't call me Obi. We ain't there Obadiah. Yet. We ain't there yet. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, I think if you're Vogel, again, you shouldn't be pressed to go get another job unless it's one that you want because you will get any job that you want. Going let me, let's close the show with this. If you could have asked Russ anything in his. Cl- End of year press conference. What would, what would you have asked him? What happened? How, how would you evaluate your performance this year? Just you. Oh, uh, interesting. Honestly, and I'd like to know what he would ask. I feel like he would. How, what he would. Defensive. What he would say. He, he would get defensive very... and standoffish. Maybe my performance. You watch the games. You watch the games. You watch the games. You cover the team for a living. Like, is that your job to write about that? I don't. I don't do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, honor, yeah. honor the gift. <laughs> <laughs> honor the gift. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out, uh, Russ. Honor the gift. His uh, his clothing line. It's actually pretty got, dope. They got, got some got, good stuff. I looked. Yeah, I was looking at some uh, some shit the other day. You got the why not joint on right now. Though, I see. Yeah, yeah. I do got the. I didn't even read it. Yeah, yeah. I got the mm-hmm. shout out, Russ. Why not? You already know Jordan Brand. Mm-hmm. You get it. Russell yeah. has that hard ass Uzi Vert commercial that no, I do what I want. <laughs> shout out, shout out, <laughs> no, I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out, Russ. Why not? You already know. All right, man. We'll leave it there. No catch up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big the quick with me as always. Make sure you check us out, man. iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, everywhere you listen to podcasts. We are there. Share the, share the link. Drop a review. Rock with us, man. No catch up Sports Talk via Chicago. We'll see y'all next week.